Now, it's Health and Wellbeing with naturopath Peter Mullen. Health and Wellbeing is the time with Peter Mullen. Peter, did you survive the heat coming in? A bit warm out there? Yeah, it's looking to be a hot one for sure. Well, look, uh, not the sort of thing we like to think about when it, when it comes to being very, very hot, but we are going to have a look today at exercise. In fact, the best exercise for weight loss. Yeah, look, at the new year, everyone's sort of starting with the New Year's resolution and getting back in shape, you know, losing those couple of extra Christmas kilos, obviously, is always at the top of everyone's mind when we're talking about resolutions. So, yeah, I thought we'd talk today about um, the best type of exercise and just some surprising facts that if you do stray, you're going to have to exercise a lot more. I've had a look at those surprising facts already. <laughs> you weren't happy. I'm not sure if you'll want to see them or not. But anyway, <laughs> Peter, the, the topic today, best exercise for weight loss. But you kind of want to pair it back a little bit before we even get to any of the exercise uh, food, because I guess you can't really out-train a bad diet. Yeah, that's exactly right, Mark. I've, a lot of clients, I'll see a lot of patients will come in and they'll be frustrated because they're exercising so much. In their mind, they're eating healthy and exercising so much, but they're not getting into fat burning or not losing weight. And, um, you know, weight loss, shifting body fat, resetting that set point is all about diet first. So you've got to get that diet. You've got to have a plan about what you're going to do food-wise. And then the exercise is definitely an added bonus. But you've got to get that... That, that diet right first. So what are, you mentioned that some of the folks that come and see you that they feel they are eating healthy. So what are some of the mistakes that they obviously are making? Oh, look, it, it's, it's interesting. Like I, I explain to my patients that you're either in maintenance and maintenance is where everyone thinks they should be losing weight. You know, they're eating healthy. They don't eat junk in their mind, but they might do two days really strict, say, and then day three have a muffin to celebrate how strict they've been, and then two days really strict again. In their mind, they've tried for five days, but they've taken themselves out of fat burning with that muffin. Or people that will be really strict during the weekend and maybe have a couple of drinks of a weekend and maybe a slice of pizza or two, and then come Monday, a surprise that they're a kilo heavier than what they were on the Friday. So... With fat burning, you're either in the fat burning zone or really you're more in maintenance. And unfortunately, a lot of people get really frustrated, but they're really in maintenance. They've not done the two weeks really strict to flip the switch and get into the zone where you're really most going to be most successful with your fat burning. So that's going to, that's tips going to, around that. That is going to bring, it does bring its own frustration because it's not like you're not doing the right thing for at least part of the time. But then you... That's you, exactly oh, right. I but want to have a muffin. I want to have some pizza. We're going out tonight. And then it's like, oh, bugger me. I've, I've thrown a week's worth of training out the window or dieting out the window. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's the, that's the challenge. You've either got to get yourself into fat-burning mode, if that's really your goal, or be happy that you're in maintenance at the moment until you can get a period where you can really get stuck into the fat-burning. You, you really can't have a foot in both camps, I guess. You can't. Not mm. if you're trying to get into fat-burning. And that's the difference, difference that people don't always get. Like, you're either getting into fat burning or you're in maintenance mode unfortunately a lot of people think that in maintenance mode they should be losing weight but as we get older you know metabolism slow down there's a lot of factors come into it so once again your body is working against you it's not your uh, friend well no we, we talked we talked about that didn't we a couple mm. of weeks back about um set point and how your body your hypothalamus is very much has a set point that your weight's going to sit at and you know we want to try we have to really reset that set point because Otherwise, you'd be like 95% 90, 90, of people that lose weight, they'll lose all that weight. But then inevitably when they go back to their normal diet lifestyle like you know, the rest of us are living on, um, all that weight will go back on. So 
good news is there is definitely ways to reset that set point and we discussed some of these last time but exercise is one of the ways exercise won't necessarily help you lose more fat initially but it will definitely help improve your metabolism and give you better weight management long term and it's been shown to help reset that set point I think that might be the the point if nothing else is a takeaway from today that's the point to get across because again you start training you start exercising you think oh, i'm on the right road and if it doesn't happen immediately if we don't see something more frustrations yeah absolutely and you know i often say to people well you know yourself when you're training um you need to train for three months like you might train for two and a half months and think you don't look any better or feel any better but you get to that three month mark and you've turned the corner mm. so cells turn over every 12 to 16 weeks so anything new you do 12 weeks is the minimum time frame is what you know us naturopaths sort of say so yeah so exercise and exercise is probably you know i won't go on about the benefits of exercise because nothing you do or take has such a profound effect on every single cell in your body as 30 to 45 minutes exercise whether it's going for a walk or going for a swim so but um with fat burning it's interesting the um number one um or the best type of exercise for weight loss which we'll talk about in a little bit is called hit high intensity interval training have you done some of that with your oh I've been, yeah we've, we've done that yeah been there done that yeah so so hit is a form of exercise where your heart rate spikes it's anaerobic and then comes down repeatedly so you're basically revving yourself up and then you're slowing you allowing yourself to slow down so you're sort of hitting that hitting that peak of your intensity and i never minded it because you're doing this little tiny bits of full on and then it's like you're getting a rest then you do it again and up and down. Uh, yeah. So the, the, there is that movement in there. Yeah. yeah, well, they've shown that HIIT training or high-intensity venal training uh, increases your fat burning or your calorie burning for, mm. you know, four to six hours after a session. So it can be really beneficial as, again, not necessarily as, as you know, the key, key part of your fat burning, but as a way of really... Yeah, so the first one is uh, high-intensity interval training. So with your trainer, what, what were you doing? Uh, in the past, yeah, it, it was basically uh, you would do different exercises for a while. You'd pick one. He would pick one. It'd be 20 seconds, full on as hard as you can. Yep. Then you'd stop for 10. And another uh, 20 seconds full on and then stop for 10 more. And okay. So you just do the very high in, high interval on and then off. You get you get your little breaks there. Yeah, and apparently you don't have to do it for very long every day to get the benefit. Mm. So other examples would be, um, and 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 don't get me wrong, like any exercise is beneficial. Oh, you know, we all need to move. All, all of something every is day. better than nothing. Yeah. So if you're walking, what you can try is if you're walking, walk to that telegraph pole. And then if you if your joints and everything's capable, run to the next telegraph pole and then walk to the next telegraph pole and then run or lope to the next telegraph pole. Um, a friend of mine does the stairs at Merriweather. He's a pretty fit character, so he'll run up as fast as he can oh. and then walk down slowly. And his, what, what's good is he, he's done it incrementally. Like the first time he went, he was pretty unfit. He did one run up, one walk back at the end of a long walk up and down the beach. And then now I think he's up to 20 up and 20 walking back at the end of a walk. So... Anything you do, you can do it in such a way that you start off, you know, one set and then you can over a period of time. So exercise is something that everyone can start with doing something. Even if you're incapacitated or in a chair, you can still do light weights if you can still do light weights. So there's always room for improvement. So um, HIT, um, great for your heart, can also improve your endurance. Um, you can change your workouts to suit. You can get online and there's heaps of HIT programs you can download for free. 
and have that put them on your smartphone and you know do it that way you can you know get a personal trainer or go to the gym um but yeah it's just getting moving but the hit seems to be good if you're a swimmer do the same you sprint sprint for one lap cruise back for the next lap sprint for the lap, next lap cruise back so you want to get that spike in your heart and as we were saying before it can increase your calorie burning for up to four hours after just a couple of other just top tips around exercise one of the best um, calorie burning exercises is um, jumping rope or skipping rope so what is it about the the skipping rope that actually is beneficial it's just was they're basically you know you can burn up to 990 calories an hour if you're jumping at 120 skips per minute so i don't know whether everyone can jump for an hour but skipping is one of the highest <laughs> two, calorie two, burners. two reps per second for an hour i think that's that's a bit uh, ambitious that probably is actually yeah. isn't it yeah. yes yeah all right so um second one so after the the jumping rope skipping rope um running uphill or stair sprints so again if you've got a walk where there's an incline again you could double you could increase your intensity by running between the telegraph poles and then walking the next one but you've also got the incline of the hill or stair sprints um so you can burn between 639 and 946 calories per hour uh kickboxing number three the burn 582 to 864 calories per hour um cycling and again doing the intermittent cycling you know those spin classes they're all about high-intensity interval training too, where you're going in bursts, um, running, um, 566 to 839 calories per hour. That's doing a 10-minute mile. Um, stationary bike. So even if someone's incapacitated, if they can use a stationary bike, you can incorporate a hit style of training rather than just pedal for five minutes. You can just try and pick up your intensity for 30 seconds and then, you know slow pedal for 20 seconds and then increase for 30 seconds so all you need is a stopwatch mounted on your on your on your phone um the rowing machine probably one of my favorite machines i love because I, I feel like you're getting that full body workout so these are all exercises where you can again apply that hit um training and then strength training um is kind of interesting like strength training is probably one of the best ways it can actually done properly strength training can increase your calorie burning over the next few days really so it just it just keeps going it, it keeps it, going because it has you, its own momentum yep you you need more oxygen once you've once you've really stressed your muscle tissue you need more oxygen and calories to repair so it's in that in the recovery you're actually going to burn more calories over a longer term period than even with the hit so you still want to be incorporating both but it's that principle of high intensity interval no matter what you're doing seems to give you that increase in calorie burning for that period of time after. And as I said, can be done by anyone, any stage of their fitness. And that might be uh, useful, to, handy info to have, because when we come back, we're going to take a look at some of the foods that <laughs> you need that extra extra strength from, because there's some pretty some surprises in there. So definitely some surprises. And unfortunately, if you eat those foods, you're probably going to have to spend most of your time exercising just to, just to break even. Firstly, g'day, Scott. Uh, Scott from Musselbrook at the moment, you've got uh, some leg swelling issues for Peter to look at this afternoon. G'day, how you going? Yeah, good, Scott. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, Peter. Um, uh, everything you say is true, mate. I've been, I gave up drinking uh, October. Yes. And I've, I've kept it going through and, and do that training and intensity and swimming. Um, but I have a varicose, I have a bad varicose leg and the other one sort of shows signs and, 
and I wear a compression stocking, but um, is there any sort of exercise or training that I could do to train the muscles to, to pump the blood back up? Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. Seated, I'm seated all day in a machine operating, so it's sort of, I'm stuffed that way, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, look, the, the most important thing, like you, you sort of inherit your, your legs from either your mum or your dad. Like what I mean is your circulation in your legs is pretty much genetic. So you've got either mum's legs or dad's legs with that varicose potential. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, I have seen a varicose surgeon. I said, how can I fix this? And he said, change your parents and don't get sick. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the best thing, best thing you can do is, is get lean, get fit. But make sure whenever you're training that you wear like skins or you wear because you don't want to keep um, stretching that tissue. Ah, uh, right, yes. So you need to wear skins or you need to wear your compression stockings when you're training so that you're not um, exacerbating that tissue all the time. And right. as far as hard to recover that tissue once it's stretched, but if you can get hold of some horse chestnut or horse chestnut complex that's one of the best herbs i've come across for helping to try and at least stabilize your varicose those varicose veins excellent thank you um but yeah so horse chestnut um even decent doses of vitamin c is very good for um, collagen and for the connective tissue to do with those varicose veins and making sure as i said that you really wear support stockings or skins when you are training that you're not exacerbating that tissue further and just keep working on getting fitter yeah thank you very much my pleasure thanks scott you too wonderful scott and uh, some great advice there uh, from peter as we sort of have a look at some of those foods peter now now this is a list that you've sort of been able to compile. So some of the things that we were out there eating, now this kind of ties back into what you were talking about before in relation to um, you have a couple of good days and then you have a bit of a treat and then it puts you right back in the doghouse again. So uh, <laughs> let's have it. So as you were saying before, you know, you can't train yourself. I love that saying, by mm. the way. You can't train yourself out of a bad diet. So, for example, if you have a, a burger... You know, like a um, not using names, but like a Big Mac, um, like you just did. Four hundred ninety calories um, for a male. You'd have to do forty-two minutes of cardio, or fifty-seven minutes of weightlifting. Now, what's interestingly, if you're a, a lady and you ate that same product, you'd have to um, do cardio for fifty-one minutes and weights for sixty-eight minutes. So. You can see the difference between men and women. Like eating the same food, the woman would have to train for longer yeah. to burn those calories. So that's why, you know... It, it, either, uh, way, either way, it's not too bad if you live maybe a 30-minute jog from the <laughs> restaurant. Well, no, you, need to, you need to live... If you're a lady, you need to live an hour away and then you'd have to... Or 30 minutes away. Yeah. So you could run there, have your burger, run home and then... Yeah. Um, French fries... So French fries, um, a large French fries from the same place that the burger came from, um, 460 calories. For men, it would be 40 minutes of cardio. Again, women, 48. Um, Which is surprising to me. I thought that would be a little less than, the, than a burger, but apparently not. Not that much. And if you have a soft drink then with that as well, this surprised me. The 139 um, calories in a can of um, you know, red-looking red on the outside soft drink. Um, so that's only 12 minutes cardio, 14 minutes for women. So, But if you had your, your burger, if it's going with your the, chips, a full meal, and you're, you're in trouble. And your Coke, 
um, basically, well, calorie-wise, that would be 140, 460. What's that? 500, 600 calories. And the burger, say 500, 1,100 calories. So for some people, if you're on a 1,200-calorie day diet, that's you done and dusted. Yeah. Okay. Racks up quick, and, doesn't and, uh, it? And for a meal, it'll take you 30 seconds to eat. For, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then and then you've either have to do all that exercise to get rid of that or that's your calorie. What now, about some other ones? Pizza. A margarita pizza, and this is um, 682 calories. So it's an hour cardio for men, 71 minutes for women. And how much of the pizza are we putting into that? Like, is that a whole pizza or a couple of slices? Uh, I think it's a quarter. That's or maybe standard. a bit more than a quarter of a, maybe a third of a large pizza. Um, fried chicken, does, do people eat that anymore? Of course we do. Seven hundred three pieces of <laughs> What a, rock have you been hiding three, under? <laughs> three pieces of a very well-known popular um, from Kentucky. Um, bits of chicken and 726 calories, which again, 63 minutes cardio for men or 84 minutes of weightlifting. Um, women, 75 minutes of cardio, so... And 101 minutes of weightlifting. That's just to compensate. Now, I'm making light of this. It's not a fair trade-off because these foods affect us in so many other ways. So it's not as black and white as mm. they're the calories and they're the exercise. But for this exercise, it mm. gives us Because the other thing, too, our body is going to naturally burn up some calories by just having a very bland sort of a day anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we, we'll all turn over and burn so many calories every day mm. anyway. Um, now, beer... Um, 245. I can actually hear this people starting pint. to pay attention now. <laughs> 245 <laughs> calories in a pint of beer. So that one one pint, what's a pint? 600 mil? It's a pint, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So that's um, 21 minutes of cardio So and 25 minutes for women. And then weightlifting, 28 minutes for men and 34 minutes. Now, one of the worst ones, and you know we were talking about this last week, last time when I was talking about set point was highly palatable foods, foods are high in sugar and fat. So with the chocolate chocolate cake, um, 450 grams, which you probably wouldn't eat that much. I don't know. Anyway, um, calories, 1,710. So for men, if you ate that, you'd have to train, do cardio for 150 minutes or weights for 200 minutes. And for women, you'd have to do cardio of 178 minutes. What's that, three hours? That's a lot. You did have you some have good Three hours of cardio, yeah. and you'd have to do 237 minutes of weight training, which is... There was a bright spot in all of that. Four hours. Bright spot in that. Um, that's if you have the chocolate cake. If you change it out for chocolate, you're not doing as bad, which surprised me. Actually, yeah, a chocolate bar, just a 45-gram chocolate bar was 21 minutes of cardio. It's still not great, but it beats the chocolate. So cake. it definitely beats the, the and and keep in mind this is on top of, you know, what a lot of other people are already eating. This isn't their their meal for the day. These are the extras on top mm. of. So yeah, so it's the drive through so. the stop at the service station. They're they're all in there. What about some things we can swap out and change that can make a huge difference? Uh, look, the the swap outs. Swap outs will be what we were talking about last time, getting away, trying to avoid those highly palatable foods as much as possible. Um, oh, another interesting one, people don't realise this, but a sandwich, a chicken and bacon sandwich, has 445 calories in it, a white bread chicken and bacon sandwich. You'd think that would be relatively low, but um, that's one hour and 22 minutes to burn up those... Ca- oh, that's if you're walking, an hour and 22 minutes. 
So basically, you want to get onto a, a whole food diet and basically foods that are tasty but have a much lower caloric input. The best way to try and have a lower caloric input is to watch the carb component and watch the fat. So in essence, you know, everyone's on about the ketogenic diet, which is low carb, low fat diet, low fat. I kind of think that the best approach probably for all of us to trying to get into fat burning is lower carb and lower fat, um, you know, without going to... But, but again, depends on the person and where you're up to. But Peter, Peter so a great insight there, and I guess it's not all bad news, but there certainly was a lot of it today. <laughs> uh, so great well, the good, good news is about the exercise, Mark. That's, that's a good point. We'll focus on the positive. Uh, focus on the positive. Peter, next week uh, on the radio, you, uh, according to your notes, you'll be talking water. Yes. Yes, with the heat. And the you know high, I still it still amazes me the number of patients I see daily who don't drink near enough fluid, near enough water. And we will get into that next week on Health and Wellbeing with Peter Mullen. I'll send you back into the heat, mate. We'll catch you in a week. <laughs> Thanks very much, Mark. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Two NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business, and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.